0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, introducing the greatest top ten show, the movie Mount Rushmore, featuring the 1AJ Anthony Jordan, the UK's favorite film critic, Nicolero, the silver screen dude. Oh, yeah. Hey screeners, how you doing? It's myself, the 1AJ, Anthony Jordan. And me, Nico Leroux. Big one. Yeah potentially the last one the last one we're in the endgame now not to say that this is the only role this man is capable of doing but he's it's a good one he's held the freaking mental of of it for for a while you know and we're talking about well his you can tell endgame is the Avengers and this is one of the originals who could be one of the four the, the- original yeah yeah it started there isn't it it did mm-hmm. start there yeah 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 and is it, does he ride off into the sunset? Does he continue? Or does he perish? I'm going with ride off into the sunset. I I, I want to go with that one. I want to go with that one. Yeah, the contract is no, is up. So the, does he continue is unlikely. Mm. But not impossible, but unlikely. And the death, I just, no, don't. Don't do, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. that argument to be made that that's kind of why they need to do it. Look. I don't want him to kill Steve, but I can accept it. So that's, that. that's... Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. happening. No, 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 no. This is where it's at. So, in case you're wondering, well, you shouldn't be, because it's a title, unless you just randomly click, click and just, hey, silver screen, dudes. close your eyes and press play. Which thank you. thank you, friend. yeah, Thank We are talking Robert Downey Jr. They they talk many roles, Robert and this is him Downey as, yeah. as well, Tony Stark in Avengers Endgame. You know what? Something's just clicked in my head since you said Stark. I think I've figured out the ending... To Game of Thrones, <sighs> so Jon Snow is still alive. This is complete conjuncture. You can't no, accuse no, no, no. me of spoilers because I don't know this. No, no, no. The books aren't written. The books aren't written. I just want to know where you're hitting me on good. spoiler territory. Okay, but, so but, you know, you okay? You've seen parts of season one, yeah. Then I'm not spoiling anything. Cool. Jon Snow, yeah. I'm, you know he's Ned Stark's son. I do. Right. Okay. So here's how season this season is going to end Jon Snow reclaims the throne of Winterfell becomes Jon Stark gives birth to a son called Anthony, short for Tony Tony Stark it's a tie-in all along <laughs> <laughs> couple of generations in between but yeah fine Howard yeah yeah I can work with that, <laughs> work with that. oh we've travelled that far in time have we yeah Go from Norman English to quite American <laughs> The world Westeros is divided. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. I like that. I like that. Possible. <laughs> and the final shot is George R.R. R. Martin in the cinema going, Eureka, I've got it! How to end my book! <laughs> 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 it's yeah. mad that those things have been going for 10 years and they've now surpassed the author. Yeah. Because he hasn't finished them yet. Mad now that. he's has to finish them the way the f- fucking Lids. series ends. Like, when has that ever happened in the history of writing? It's mad. It's mad, innit? Absolutely, absolutely insane. Um, While we're talking Game of Thrones and Avengers Endgame, and I suppose you could talk more than I could, but Shazam is out. Yeah, it's good. Um, Stupid, but fun. What a time. What a time. We've been saying it for ages, that April was... And Hellboy. Yeah, Hellboy. And Dumbo. Yep. Let us not forget the nostalgia and geekery that is April. Yeah, it's it, it's it's one for the ages. We've we've been. Tre- I remember when we had Civil War and Batman versus Superman both to be argued with what yeah. they're worth, but um, it was like what a time. Also, and, can and we can we just say it's WrestleMania weekend? Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm here in my NWO t-shirt, just and my DX jersey, I'm and my NWO t-shirt, yeah, and your NWO, NWO t-shirt. NWO t-shirt. <laughs> We won't get into the technicalities. See how I tried to lay lay claim shit there? It's on record! Don't even try that one. Well, Your Honour, you see, he acknowledges on record that it was mine, so in fact, NWO for life, red style. You you could be for life, but that t-shirt's till the end of (laughs) maybe. That's fine. Um, Yeah, no, what a time. What a time. What a time. What a good month. It is. Yeah. What a good time. So there's our tangent for the week. It's what a time. Hey, let's 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 just get into it. Nico, please. So for those of you tuning in for the first time. (coughs) Sorry, in honor of Aiden (laughs) English. Indeed. Who may win the No Mm. so for those of you tuning in for the first time thank you so much for joining us please be sure to leave a 5 star rating leave a review and share this podcast with any movie fans that you may know how does the movie might Rushmore work AJ and I each get assigned a topic and we go our separate ways and we make our individual top 10 lists AJ will go first delivering his bottom 3 I will then deliver my bottom 3 AJ will deliver his next 2 I will deliver my next 2 then we will trade one apiece if at any time while we are running off our lists one person has a movie in a higher position that person will say And we will punt and talk about that movie when we get to the higher position. Once we have both delivered our individual top ten lists, we will create the movie Mount Rushmore. These are the four quintessential diverse must-see, I emphasize the word diverse, movies of this genre. Yep. I check out our animals. (laughs) My anaconda, my (laughs) anaconda don't want none of this. (laughs) Wait, Dead Airspace here, right, I right? know, Dead Airspace, because I just went blank. I was like, that's not the... Yeah, that's the one I wanted. Yep, yeah. Okay. Just went blank, and I was like, that's not the film I wanted. So, when you're ready... Yeah, okay. you number, number 10. <laughs> We're talking Marissa Tomei and Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Only hey. you. I haven't seen it. seen it. It was interesting. It's... It's always good to see the two of them. They've, they've got chemistry. We you have you, you, seen in that, but this goes back to 93 or 94. Yep. Um, it's the story... If Who's the lady? You're going to help me out in this, because I thought this was weird. Who's the lady with... in Jumanji, the adult, alongside Robert... Robin Williams. can't remember her name. Ah, uh, fuck, I know who you mean. Kirsten... Uh, uh, Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt. I have a feeling, if you ever want to have a weird after-effect of a board game... Bonnie Hunt's the lady you need to be there as an adult later oh, on. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this game starts off with a young Marissa Tomei's character with her brother playing with a Ouija board, and she asks, what's the name of... Can't fuck with those things. I've told you about this already. The dad in Adul- the ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, what's the name of my future husband? And it reveals a name, right? And she has lived for this name and looks out for it. Fast forward the clock. A couple of years. She's a teacher, she still believes in fate and all of this. And she's about to get married. I can't remember the guy's name, but let's just call him John Doe. (laughs) For all argument's sake. Wow. We're just going to go with John Doe because I can't remember the guy that she's. Pulling the wire out, I like it. John Smith, if you wish. John John Stark. (laughs) John Stark. Yeah, John Stark sounds good. So she's about to get married to this accountant. John Stark? Yeah, John Stark. No, 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 this other guy, randomly. Right? John Smith.
1: <laughs> yeah, John, she's about to marry
0: John Smith. And he's, so she's trying on dresses and John Smith's mum has given her this dress that she wore at her mother before that. And she's like, well, honey, we didn't discuss this. And it's like, oh, you can make my mum so proud. You could tell she's going along with it, but she's really not in the mood. So there she is in her husband-to-be's mother's, her mother-in-law-to-be's wedding gown when she gets a phone call on the phone because uh-huh. her fiance's... Diverted calls, he's a foot surgeon, that's what he is, he's a foot oh, surgeon, cool. right? so he's diverted calls, and she's like, okay, hi, um, how can I help? Oh yeah, um, I can't make it to the wedding, but I just wanted to pass my congratulations on to my friend, John Smith, Smith. Smith. and she goes, okay, cool, what's your name? John Stark, so she's like, no way, out of, out of, like just before she's going to get married, so she's now taking the plane to, he's going off to Venice for a right. business trip, so she's now flown off to Venice in the wedding dress no less to look for the man of her that she's been fated to fucking weird it's weird as fuck but it was a good film so she goes on and she's out on the hunt for this guy and that's where she meets and the, the guy episode. she's hunting is Robert Downey no Robert Downey's what? the guy He's this a is the, the film or? It, it, no he in the internet. This? this is it. This is it. So she's now trying to find him, and someone says, "Oh, he's that guy in the hotel, in the restaurant." Long story short, she bumps into him in Italy, and he has now fallen for her. He pretends to be the guy for a while. And him is Downey, Robert Downey right. Jr. Yeah, because he's pretended to be the guy. Got, Got it. you. It's a weird film. It's it sounds film. mad. It was weird, but you know what? It was enjoyable, and it was. It's one of those nineties cliche romantic comedies that's mm-hmm. out there very cliche and that's why I was at number 10 I was like sorry Sideshow Bob yeah. <laughs> do you know what I loved about Sideshow Bob here we go tangent yep it's Niles and Fraser. yeah yeah completely no but you know it's Kelsey Cramer yeah and his brother was um Niles no, I can't remember his actor's name now yeah I always loved that, yeah. About that. <laughs> so yeah Only You was a weird film and Robert Downey had a bit of a romantic comedy it was a nice enjoyable film very 90s though I don't know if you will enjoy it now as opposed to what it was back in that day just going with fate and all that, that weird viewer shit. beware yeah but it's Robert Downey in the night's role alright cool you're on number 9 ok Soap Dish uh, It's Have my number 10 it? ok Shall we go for it this was an interesting film because I mean it... sorry was... it's not my number 10 I'm talking shit ignore me you're number 9 carry sorry, on is it a pun no it's not it's nothing you didn't make it. list <laughs> okay. sorry I'm talking utter no nope. have you seen it nope <laughs> that's called a Wrestlemania moment that, was... I, don't need that. I, don't I don't know where that came from I'm really sorry listen there's a first time for everything I'm yeah. getting older yeah yeah I appreciate it as we all are but that threw the fuck out me like yeah. it's my number 10 no it's not not my number not in the list honorable no yeah. mm-hmm. seen it no, <laughs> sorry. I just wanted to add. Okay, so and I'm looking to f- and I'm looking for retribution. And thinking, oh, I thought you meant that. There's nothing on my list <laughs> that even sounds like soap dish. <laughs> <laughs> it's this is the story of Robert Downey Jr. as a TV exec. Mm-hmm. So you are following this, it's, it's behind the scenes. Let's call it EastEnders. It's what are all these the- similes we're doing this week it's like John Stark it's like EastEnders no, no, what are no. we doing I'm, no, just no, that was a name because I couldn't remember the name so it's, it's, it's an American soap but you're seeing it from behind the scenes right okay from just in the, the, the connection of this lady that he's she's dying to be the main star of the show but there's the older character who owns the scene she, she's winning the Emmys she's at the um, soap awards a bit like that friend sketch with Susan Sarandon friend sketch oh my god now you throw it, Oh, it? I throw I you now. I must have seen it. Joey's on the series. Susan Sarandon's there. The young girl is trying to take yeah. It, Sarandon's yeah, that yeah, sort of thing. yeah. It is exactly that. So, so they those of to be watch Friends, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> I did go back to that one. It's on that place, but... Oh yeah, the entire catalogue, which is nice. Even though these millennials won't agree with us on that, if they'd be on Yeah, that's th- fine. Th- yeah, th- yeah, fully, fully agreed. So, you're entitled to your opinion, even if it's val- not valid and based on nothing. That's fine. You yeah. have it. You rock that, USJ. Everyone, <laughs> Everyone is allowed an opinion. Irrelevant of what it is. Right or wrong? You're entitled to it. In this case, it's wrong. Okay. And that's fine. We shall move on. And that silver screen locked. <laughs> like, it's confirmed. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. Right it. Silver screen confirmed. Yeah. So Friends uh, is good. This... So subdish. The-, <laughs> <laughs> the young startlet is... In a secret affair with Robert Downey Jr., who is the TV producer to the show, she's trying to find a way to kill her off. And they're trying to put her in prison for something. And there's this young lady who's determined to just get into acting, who comes along. So they're like, what we'll do is, this young one, she's going to play such a weird, random storyline. She's a homeless person, white lady, in Jamaica. Why have have we got homeless white people in Jamaica? She's going to kill her. Because there's not enough of them, and like, because she's only inexperienced, they're like, "It's fine." She'll be a mute. <laughs> she, it's like, it's like, so now you want to make her the, uh, the the main lady, the ultimate villain. She's going to kill the mute homeless person. Oh god! <laughs> but everyone what really, <laughs> everyone really takes to this person. So she's now beginning to get more of the spotlight, and they're trying to find oh, this main leading character is trying to find all these different ways to write out the main lady. She even brings out an old love interest who the, the main star can't stand. And Robert Downey Jr. is just trying to make his show as successful as possible without physically just writing someone off and trying to boost his love life in him. Mm-hmm. And it just, it goes from bad to worse for the crew. It starts to build it, and there's all these secrets unraveling and believe it or not, there's so much of the soap soap-esque lifestyle happening offset that it merges into the soap on screen. That's quite they bad. They actually like do that. a live episode and stuff start unravelling and the way like, this isn't part of the script. I know we're doing a live but what the hell are they doing? It's a bit burnt, soap, man, I like that. It was it was actually really fun. I was like, you know what? This ain't bad. Yeah. This, is, this isn't bad. It has all these different elements. I was like, this, this is a fun movie. Nice. Yeah. Soap. I dig that. I'll check that out. Yeah, Soap Dish was quite fun. Your number eight. My number eight the judge Uh, small pun okay Uh, my number 10 have you seen The Soloist no it was on the list good neither have I because it's not on my list Soloist soap dish both begin with an S but even that (laughs) I was hoping he'd seen it I was like please tell me he's seen it (laughs) it sounds so good yeah okay here's the thing about The Soloist I've seen half of it years ago on a plane on the way back from Malaysia I don't remember it very well because then jet lag sets Watch in, it in and it end. kind of blurs. Yeah. So I wanted the soloist to be that. but I remember... But it's basically very, a true story, isn't it? Yeah. but I remember... Very good. But I've seen half of it on the screen news, forgive me. Yeah. So instead, my number 10 will be what you caught me watching earlier, Charlie Bartlett. Okay. Charlie Bartlett is an interesting one. Now, it's got... Oh, he was taken from us too young. Anton, uh, Anton Yelchin plays the yes, lead. Yes, 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 yeah. This movie, I think, showed why he became a star. He's man, the kid's got chops, like mega, mega chops. So essentially, the story is this: he's Anton Yelchin plays an extremely bright, um, you know, uh, high school kid. He goes to one of these, you know, Ivy League schools, you know, where you they all have ties and shit. And because he's selling effectively. Uh, fake driving licenses to everyone, he gets expelled. Yeah. Right? And he gets sent to public school and sort of shows up on the first day with his whole, you know, private school attire has the shit kicked out of him as a result, as you do in public schools. Whee. Um And he... It's basically his way of fitting in. Now, how does he fit in? Because he's so freaking smart, he becomes the school's psychiatrist. Now, there's... Now... Silver Screen Dudes and Mr. Jordan. There is a very big difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist. A psychologist sits you down, listens to your problems, cannot offer medicine. He starts offering fucking medications to people. And it goes, oh, very, very fast. <laughs> I, I, I can see the snowball effect taking it place. It really I, does. I, I, I won't go into great detail of no, no, no. how it snowballs, but that's effectively the premise of the movie. Now... The principal of this school, enter Mr. Robert Downey Jr. Now, the fun part about Robert Downey Jr. is that this is very much a supporting role, but that's why I picked it, is because I think it's important to show Downey's full range, and no matter what, you know, is required of him, he always delivers. Always. Now, with this one, he kind of acted as the moral compass for Anton Yelchin. Not just for the character, but in terms of making sure he does the right thing but also in terms of allowing the kids to express themselves and be more liberated than they would be otherwise because at its core Anton Yelchin's got some very good key ideas it's how he goes about them that's not right and yeah. Downey Jr. kind of acts as his conduit to say well I'm going to give you a nudge in this <laughs> direction Yeah, <laughs> a little bit more to the left and yeah. You yeah, yeah so that was his purpose in this whole movie and it's I wouldn't even call... I mean, I guess it's going to be qualified as a coming-of-age story, but in my mind, when I think coming-of-age, I'm never going to think of this. It's a good high school teen drama. Okay. Um, And yeah, Robert Downey Jr. in a bit part, but a very important bit part. Put it this way, as good as Anton Yelchin is, you're very aware when Robert Downey's not on the screen. And such is his power. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my number 10. Did you watch this film in honour of... The, the topic, yeah. I I wonder if it would have been. This is nothing he gets Downey Junior. Because he's a fucking phenomenal actor. If it would have been seen differently, had you just taken the film on an independent approach? No. Okay. No. I took the film for what it was. No, no, no. Just you know when you say it's like someone's missing, like we're trying to evaluate. I need to see your. Screen. Ah, in that aspect, no. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a Downey Junior. You know, I yeah. love him, so I'll always notice when he's yeah. not on screen. My number nine. I have my number eight actually, a sort of smaller roles for him, but my number nine is uh, Natural Born Killers. Go. Yeah. You've not so seen it's it. It's not my list now. Have you never seen Natural no, Born Killers? I'm going to list it. You know it's written by Quentin no, no, I know, well, I know, I'm aware. You know it's directed by Oliver Stone. I'm aware. You know it stars Woody Harrelson and Juliette Lewis, and, and Tom Sizemore, and <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Like, it's good. <laughs> Again, he's got a side part to it. Um, the, the story focuses on Mickey and Mallory Knox who are put it natural this way. Born kids. Yeah. They are the natural born killers. But they reach their killing spree reaches levels of infamy that they become literally TV, the sort yeah. of the, Yeah, yeah, they become T V megastars. Not because they're appearing on TV, but just because people, the world is just the true so they yeah. You know, they are the new Bonnie and Clyde, the Thelma and Louise, they are that level of Oh my god. They do eventually get caught, put inside a maximum security prison and the person responsible or hand-tasked with interviewing the notorious Mickey Knox is none other than Gail Weathers' Robert Downey Jr. And he's got a really strong Australian accent. Okay. Another one which comes up a bit later in the list. Yeah. If you can't remember, I'll, I'll, I'll recollect for you. <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. I was just making sure it was that one. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, he, he's basically, I would say, the one that he almost is. It's amazing. It's a very, very long, long. It's it's not a scene because it's divided. It's snipped in between. But he's basically there for one act, the final act, Downey Junior. And it's almost like Mickey's coming out party. Not his sexuality, I mean his sort of recognition of what he is and where his place in the world is. Yeah. And there's this, just this little back and forth they do and it leads to the famous line, it's just what I do, Gail. Is like, and what may I ask? Is that Mickey? What are you? Oh, shit, Gail. I'm a natural born killer. You know? Okay. And it's so smooth and it basically Downey Jr., as I said, is the one who... I would say almost enables Mickey mentally to reach the full scope of his vicious powers because it's that sort of, it's all, it's, it's very interesting from a psychological perspective. When you're, when you're aware of something, but you haven't openly verbalized it, you know, theoretically speaking, then you're still in denial, right? There's an argument to be made that when you verbalize something, you acknowledge who you are. So the argument I would make is that Downey getting Mickey to acknowledge that he is the ultimate catalyst for Mickey yeah. becoming his ultimate self. Huge. Woo. Nice. "Aggressive." <laughs> impressive. Thank you, Anya. <laughs> Someone's been reading your books while you were asleep. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, my number eight is Zodiac. Which another one. I couldn't catch it. Really? I couldn't catch it at time. Really? And remember the last time you brought it up, it really caught my attention, so I really wanted to catch it. It's a goodie. True story. Yeah. It's a really good one, this. I'm actually, like, 15, 20 minutes into it, so I'm, like, already tuned. Yeah, you would be. Um, Some brutal scenes in it, fuck me. It's kind of like, it's got a very strong vibe of Seven to it. Like, you can feel that David (laughs) Finch has still got his finger on that pulse. It's nowhere near as grotesque as Seven. Um, and it's much longer than Seven is. Like, it's a lot more slow-paced and drawn out, whereas Seven is, you know, it assaults you like a Kalashnikov. Um, this is far more drawn out. And it's essentially the story paralleled in three ways. You've got uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, who's basically a cartoonist at the um, at the Globe, Robert Downey Jr., is who's one of the head reporters, and Mark Ruffalo, who's one of the policemen. All of them trying to figure out who the fuck the Zodiac Killer is. Now, in case you haven't heard, the Zodiac killer, real killer, lived in San Francisco, I believe it was the 1960s or 70s, and they never caught him. Got away with it. But here's actually bringing it back to reality a minute. They think, um, you know, as amazing DNA technology has become more available to us, you know, they've now identified who Jack the Ripper was. Yeah. Yeah, that's happened. So you've got to think that they're finally with today's technology gonna it's be a able possibility. to possibilities. Yeah, 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 they yeah, might yeah. identify him. and if he's not dead, I bet he's quivering his little space boots. Yeah. He's he got to be, be in this day be, and age. Would be. And that's completely off your macroid, yeah. Because sometimes they are narcissistical enough to believe they still can't be... I mean, he was a complete narcissist, as yeah. serial Killer, absolutely. You know, he toys with them. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for you because you haven't seen it, or for you guys if you haven't seen it, but there are multiple scenes where he's like, hey, I was in plain sight, you could have got me, but you weren't looking in the right direction. You know, that sort of thing. Complete intellectual narcissist. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very slow pace, and it really, really shows how, from such small beginnings something can be so blown up and become such an incremental part of a city's, you know, popular zeitgeist culture. Because, I mean, you think San Francisco killers, that's the guy now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zodiac killers, you know, he is Ted Bundy and Charles Manson, levels of famous. Yeah. Yeah, That's mad. That is mad. All true. And, again, that's that's, how though knows that sometimes you hear that stuff as well. Yeah. And I actually think of the three main leads. I thought Robert Downey had the most interesting role because where he starts off as this hotshot reporter, this is the case. He can't. The case. This is the story which he can't break, basically, because no one knows who the fuck this serial killer is, and it drives him to absolute distraction. You know, alcoholism, loses his job, the whole works. He gets put through the ringer, and that, I guess, is one of the interesting byproducts of all these guys serial killers, isn't it? They don't realise even without killing people. They're fucking up people's yeah, lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not just one person. No, it's not just one person. You affect when you do this stuff. No, absolutely not. Right, your number seven due date. Honorable, honorable. <laughs> it's it's that comedy. It was good for that. Galifianakis to have something outside of the hangover Robert Downey Jr I think after the heels of what he was known for quite a lot recently yeah, at that yeah. time he was doing something very different and this was it was it was fun it slowed down rapidly really rapidly uh, you had some really mad moments again for anyone who doesn't <gasps> <Yeah. laughs> know like, yeah and it was like it just became really it, you know it, it, it was so contrasted you've got this guy who's an aspiring actor and it's like I I don't think we're gonna make it, Ethan Tremblay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all the different headshots and all the shit. You're like, what the fuck? (laughs) And Robert Downey Jr. just wants to get home in time for his kid's birth, and it's such a it's it's all those old school comedy capers. But those ones the comedy lasted. That's why it's so far up. Was it funny? Yes. And I was like, do you know what it was? I remember watching it at first, and I had to go because I was at a friend's house, Mm. and I was like, I need to watch the end of this. I think I rented it or something. I was like, no, it's all the best fits. And yeah. that's what hurt. Yeah. I was like, the trailer, you kind of, oh, okay, yeah, two top stars. Like, you know, it was in the, it was in the right time for both of them. Yeah. Can but I, it just slowed. It really did. Can I be honest? Were it not for Downey, I wouldn't have got through this movie. And I love Zach Janathianakis. And I but love I th- the director to Todd Phillips from his Hangover movies. Yeah. I... D- it, but it I didn't laugh in this movie. I chuckled. There was the other, <laughs> oh no, there were a few times I laughed. I'll be honest. I, I, I never I, had I, I, I laughed at, 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 at so, what the fuck man. And, uh, you know you, you're laughing, and then it was like then it got to the lols. Then it got to the yeah, you're trying to be funny. Yeah, and that's what bugged me. I was like, you're trying to be funny now, mm. which had me wondering about comedies because there was a few films around that time. I think *Bridesmaids* was another. I was like, Nah, I never got it I just watched it and I, was, I remember I had a friend who was so deep into it and I was like okay yeah I've seen it and like she loved it so much that I actually brought the DVD without like you know normally you'd rent it or catch it on TV I was like oh no she loves it can't watch it as well it's one of those classics I've got it as well ain't no classic I was like okay then that, right that, that, that's it yeah <laughs> okay and I've always said I might I need to give it a second view but I was really that, mate, I've tried it's just I was just disappointed I, was like, I find it depressing it wasn't great title yeah. should be how much bad shit can happen to a woman before she's 40 <laughs> yeah I lost my shop I lost my best friend I'm not the one getting married I can't keep a relationship but I give the girl a break fuck me yeah but it was around that time I was like ah. but I really did you know I started to think don't have my sense of humour changed well yes it would have it, it's either that or comedy's changed and it has also yeah so I was just like where's Jim we have Will uh, yeah, it's sad. I won't even dignify his last name. He gets a raspberry. <laughs> In match with his brand of... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it would bring him up today. Wow. I really can't deal with that guy. Okay, that was my number seven. Your six. Number six, Gothica. I've never seen Gothica. I, do you know what the thing about Gothica? I really no enjoyed this it. this well. One pun, sorry. I really enjoyed it, but it has a... <sighs> it's not a spoiler Heather hate the Supernatural I just thought I don't know if it needed it but then it does need it because the film wouldn't unravel any other way well quite but, uh, it, yeah but it was it was really fun and it's the story of Halle Berry as a top so now you've got me to say I no 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 but now I'm wondering she would be a psychiatrist could she prescribe medicine yes and she's a psychiatrist because you said it now. I just wanted to make sure I got the right time. I might have like, said psychologist, like so thinking it's not nope. the same before. No, psychiatrist. And she's an to be mental fair, you mate. Most people don't know the difference. Yeah, but now that we've just been schooled, that's, why it's, called, that's why it's a shrink. <laughs> yeah, but I, after you've just schooled it, I couldn't be the ignorant. <laughs> fuck to be like, yeah, she's a psychologist. Don't you mean psychiatrist? She works in an asylum. <laughs> like, were you not listening to anything I say, I couldn't be that guy. And I, I just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she she works there. She works alongside her husband. Um, he's like the head guy of this asylum that right. she works in and Penelope Cruz is her her main focus of a study and Penelope Cruz is actually in this asylum because she's murdered her stepfather who used to fit, sexually abuse her all the time oh good lovely so and she keeps saying you know she keeps talking about the devil has the devil's visited me the devil visited me last night and she talks about like sexual awakening you know like the like Halle Berry's like no, that didn't happen. Do you think it's repressed press memory? She's like, I know what I'm saying. You know, and the whole thing is like, Halle Berry's just trying to get her to open up more. She goes, well, why don't you trust me? And the line was, it's hard to, to trust someone who thinks you're crazy. Mm. Uh, and that's good story. Line. Yeah, that's the story behind it all. And Robert Downey Jr., he comes in, and Hannie Berry's talking to her husband, who, as I said, runs this asylum. And you could just see this creepy side to him. So the husband's going off, and he tells Robert Downey Jr., oh, look after my wife. And she says, oh, should we get dinner? She's like, no, I've just eaten. Oh, so I'm um, shall I order it a bit later? No, I'm not hungry. She's like, it, it, all this stuff, and you could just tell that Robert Downey Jr. is a bit slimy and keeps trying it on with her, but you... You just don't know what's going on. So she, in this asylum they got a swimming pool, she goes for her nightly swim and then she decides she's driving home. Robert Downey once again tries it. Oh, you sure you don't want me to take you home or anything like that? She's like, no, I'm fine. I'm going home to my husband. She goes, she's on a drive down the normal route that she does. She sees these police cars so the road's locked off and it's a real stormy night. So she's been advised by this police officer who's really good friends with her husband go the other way down this bridge. So she's just driving down under the bridge. She's tried to find her husband to say, look, I'm going to be a few minutes late because the normal route home is locked off. The line cuts for some reason. And then as she looks back up, the way the was the line. As she looks back up, there's a person just standing in the middle of the road. So this lady... A bit of a horror movie this, AJ. Yes, it is. It is. It's a thriller. Psychological thriller. Okay. She's standing there. So she swerved off the road, crashes her car, and she's gone to the lady like are you okay okay you can see this lady's like covered in the rain just full of scratches or cuts and she's just screamed and catches on to Halle Berry and you see flames next thing Halle Berry wakes up she's now inside the mental asylum what the fuck and you're like why are you in there they are now accusing Halle Berry of murdering her husband huh? she's like what do you mean murdering my husband but now Robert Downey Jr. Who's always been the creepy little bastard, as it were, psychologist, psychiatrist, psychiatrist. 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 He's now out- yeah, he's evaluating her. She's like, "I know this shit. Don't, 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 don't try and out shrink me. I know my shit. Why are you saying this?" He's like, "So you were driving home. What happened next?" And she's like, "He was on the sofa. Okay. And then what happened?" She's like, "Where's my husband?" And like, why Why? Why did you say was why did you ask how was our marriage and that's when it's been revealed that she's killed her husband and it's now her trying Ooh. to figure out what the hell's happened and obviously Robert Downey Jr. is the condescending psychiatrist trying to analyse her but the story starts to unravel and you start to get to some of it that part kind of bugged me because as I said it has a hint of like supernatural to it but it's a uh, it's a good movie nothing wrong with a bit of supernatural no 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 it was a very good movie I really enjoyed it and he, his performance as that psychiatrist trying to assess her from creepy to condescending. you know he like he was the guy trying to get with her to then the guy who's very condescending. and she works out like he gives her well why won't you trust me and she's she, put Cruz. the like, cruise it's hard to trust someone who thinks you're crazy yeah and it, but it's really yeah it was good well check out Gothica yeah, Gothica was good Uh, that was your six yeah my number seven was this pun with a small pun The Judge stumbled across it on Amazon Prime a year ago yeah I mean here's the thing I remember The Judge this goes back to when I was in Thailand fuck me Um, it was when Robert Downey Jr. set up his own production studio and it made me laugh because he always said that he wanted to do a serious movie not some passion project but then when you watch The Judge I'm like mate this stint, <laughs> this is like biggest passion project I've ever seen But um, there's nothing wrong with that no, no, but no. I was like mate own your shit yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, don't, you don't, literally yeah. set up that studio to make this movie come on <laughs> That is, yeah. I believe, the definition of, of a, a passion, passion project. project. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it's a fantastic movie. It's Robert Downey Jr. plays a hotshot lawyer. His father is a judge. Um, and there's a conflict of interest, isn't there? Because there's a case which he's been asking to sit on, but he can't other than as an advisor because yeah. the judge is his father. So while he's fighting his father in court inadvert- indirectly... He's also having to deal with the fact that his father's got cancer, right? And the estranged relationship that they've had, you know, for, yeah, years. for years and having to get along because they're both in the same town again and, you know, it it, it, the battle's on and off, in and out of the courtroom, isn't it? Yeah. But I still having to care and that seek of acceptance and understanding, yeah. It's if one or two really powerful scenes, like the bathroom scene in yeah, particular is yeah, 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 yeah. powerful. Yeah. really powerful, like, and I thought there was something quite brilliant about how you know it, it effectively was quite disgusting um, but this idea of that kind of you know human. Defecants is what brings them back together yeah. and there's I can't quite put my finger on how to phrase this but it's something it's very very Shawshank-esque it's like you call through the river of shit to come out smelling yeah. of roses yeah, yeah. And it's like their relationship literally had to hit shit yeah. creek yeah. to yeah. get yeah. to where it needed to, to be yeah, yeah. Um, so there's something quite brilliant about that yeah um, no it's, it's a great it's, film it's, it is it's summed up and that's it really without like spoiling any shit yeah that shit yeah any <laughs> shit? there we are Uh, My number six, this is a weird movie, A Scanner Darkly. I haven't even heard of it. Beyond Mental. Okay, stellar cast. So we've got Keanu. When I say Keanu, you say Reed. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you know what, any other Keanu's that I'm aware of? So I'm like, (laughs) yep. Like Arnie? Yeah, we know Arnie. Yeah, exactly. Arnie's come out. Um, yeah, so we've got Keanu Reeves, we've got uh, obviously um, Robert, Robert Downey. Downey, we've got Woody Harrelson, we've got Winona Ryder, and it's it's basically filmed like a cartoon. It is effectively a cartoon, so but you what well, this is what so director Richard Linklater, who's also famous for I mean his arguably most famous movie I would say is uh, probably School of Rock. Okay. Um, and he did that other movie a few years ago, which nearly won the Oscar, um, called um, Boyhood, I believe. Yes, there was one. I, yeah, I haven't seen it, but yeah, that does that ring about Boyhood. Yeah, yeah. Gimmicky movie where they sort of filmed it th- uh, a boy going through his teens and their fi- and teens, and they filmed it in real time as the actor was getting older. Yeah. Super gimmicky, and I'm glad he didn't win. Um, <laughs> No, because, like, when you're building your whole premise of a movie on a gimmick, it's like, fuck off. Yeah. No, I, I, I can agree with that. Um, but that said, speaking of gimmicks, this particular one in the Scanded Darkly was a good one. So it, it, when I say it was done like a cartoon, I don't mean that they animated the whole thing. I think they basically put a cartoon filter on it. So it's like, you know, like, all those apps you have on your smartphone. Like, you take a photo and there's, like, the cartoon app. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they used the equivalent of that kind of thing, in the yeah. film. But weirdly, it fucking works. So, fuck me, how do you describe a scanner darkly? So, Keanu plays an undercover police officer, and they've just invented this technology called a scramble suit. So the scramble suit is something you wear for the most undercover police officers so that they never know your identity. And it essentially it collects everyone's visual data from the police board. And so you've got different clothing and different parts of the face and different colors of skin, just morphing constantly. So you never know who it is. So basically you could be white, purple, yellow, black, blah, 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 blah. you'd be scrambling all the time, right? You'd have, you know, a lip, a nose, yeah, yeah, and a yeah. you'd have your features, but you'd constantly be scrambling. So it's impossible for me to tell who you are. So that's for the undercover. Now, What the undercover guys are trying to do is there's this new new drug that's hit the streets called Substance D. Okay? So it's very much a drug movie. But it's about how Keanu... It's it's a descent into madness, really, which is why I think they did a Scanner Darkly as a cartoon. But Keanu plays this cop, but without being aware of it, he's being exposed to Substance D. Because okay. the double life that he's leading here's how fucked up it gets. The double life it ends up in a place where the people he's surveying is actually himself. So while he's in a scramble suit the substance deed has warped his mind so much that when he's not in the suit he's it's surveying himself. Hyde, so he's following the guy. But he's no not aware here. of it. That's mad. It's, it's a minefield, mate. Um... And then the people he hangs out with on the outside when he's just himself, arctur that's Robert Downey and Woody Harrelson playing full raving drug addicts. You can kind of get the impression Downey Jr. probably inspired a bit from real life. I mean, he openly says I had a drug problem. He was into heroin and all that. But, no, Woody Harrelson's at that stage where, you know, the mental stage of drug addiction. Um, Robert Downey's at what I call the intellectual stage where you've Taking about enough of it that it stimulates you and you get to that condescending intellectual level where he's like, gentlemen, gentlemen, I can tell you that with just a few basic household supplies, I could fabricate cocaine for 30 cents (laughs) and he then goes into the full chemistry of how you do this, gentlemen, gentlemen, I would like you to know that with a few basic household items, I could fabricate a silencer for this gun for absolutely no cost and his (laughs) basic idea is you stick a toilet paper ball on the end of your gun put duct tape around it and it'll silence it. In fact, what it does <laughs> when he shoots it is it fucking expands the noise tenfold. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the sort of antics they get up to, you know. Um, and there's there's a twist at the end which is just like... <gasps> that really throws you. But to entice you, the nugget... It, it, to, to go into detail about but this movie it, the, the is whole, impossible. It's too old, the whole... Tracking yourself, caught me. That's what I yeah. wanted to drop. And the fact that this whole movie's done as a cartoon, like, watch it, watch it, watch it. Like, it's unsettlingly brilliant. Hit me with the name of. A Scanner Darkly. Okay. It's on Netflix. Really? Yeah, boy. It's either on Netflix or... No, it's on Prime, sorry. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, uh, okay. You'll find it on Prime. But yeah, one uh, one to watch out for. Interesting. It's a cracker. So your number five. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Is my number five. Cool. <laughs> this was a, this was a load of fun. This was a load of fun. And, uh, murder Mystery. Beginning better, better, definitely better than the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, now the first 45 minutes is wow. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And it's just those mishaps of how did this unfold into that? And you just like. You know, shame that wrong right dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Meet harmony like soon most to be fucked up girls. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many good lines in this. It's, yeah, I, I had fun with it, man. I really did, and it, it it's good. You know, it, and it felt organic. Like it felt very natural. Like here's a guy robbing a toy store on Christmas. Oh shit! The alarm goes off. Run away from the police. Partner gets shot. Runs into you know a, a, t- a screen testing of a guy who's probably <laughs> <laughs> gets shipped to Hollywood. Finds a guy looking up a drunk girl's skirt, off- th- 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 threatens to beat him up. In turn, gets beaten up and meets a private detective played by very very brilliant very gay Val Kilmer, yeah. who happens to be on a case for as the private detective of the girl whose skirt was just looked up. It was like. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you've <laughs> that together. So well. that no was oh, that's bullshit. It's like... No. Wow, okay. It fits. Yeah. And the way that it weaves together, I think, is such a great sort of amalgamation of the world can be a very small place. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. just works. It's like when you see someone who you haven't seen for 10 years on the train, you're like, "Whoa, That person. Yeah. You know, it had that feel to it. Do you know, as you say that, the Caribbean say... The world's big, but it's small. Like, no matter what can happen, no matter how big we think the world is, and, you know, it takes days to travel, like, on my boat, you can legitimately just be... Yeah, mine like, and I ain't been to the Caribbean, but I tell you, where I used to live in Phuket, you know, everyone know everyone. <laughs> it's just the madness of you could just be anywhere and be like, the fuck are you doing yeah. <laughs> It is that. It has that feel throughout. And I was just... Kilmer was tops in this, and so is Downey. Yeah, yeah, all of that chemistry. It, 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 that was perfect chemistry. Oh! The film itself just has this this whole, as you said, natural flow, and it just has you. Okay, where's this going? Where's that going? As you said, yeah, the beginning. There is that whole like this really happened but it's but it's the dialogue that had me hooked you're a fucking idiot if you look up idiot in the dictionary do you know what you'll see um, The picture of me in it? No, the definition of the word idiot, and that's what you are. <laughs> yeah. It does classic, it does classic. It's like, they, what you expect to hear, No. no. I'm going to break it down. And that, it makes you feel even more stupid. Like, what, what are you going to see? A picture of me? No. Like, no, you're going to find a definition of idiot. You! <laughs> yeah. no. Beautiful, beautiful. And it, can I also say, it really averted me to how hot Michelle Monaghan is. Like, Mama Sita, hello! Levels. Levels. Uh, yeah, 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 brilliant actress, but allow me to be a very, very Every now and 90s man and just objectify for a minute. She's hard. Do you know, do you, like, here we go. Every time you seem to find a different level of defence to this thing. Robert Down is hard. There you go. All the parties. You say, there we go. But I mean, just because you, you have eyes doesn't mean you don't have respect. Yes. Yeah, let's break it down as that. And my eyes are allowed to observe and enjoy. Yeah. And enjoy I did. A lot. Performance as well. My ears enjoyed as well. Yeah, performance as well. An equal amount to my eyes. Fuck this defense shit! I'm just saying the bullshit that is. Oh I know, mate. Yeah. Great film. And I love the way that he's not good with adverbs. I thought that was such a great little character joke. I feel badly. No, you feel bad. badly is an adverb if you felt badly it would mean the mechanism with which you feel is broken exactly (laughs) and then he's trying to do it to Val Kilmer later in the car and he gets it wrong again and Val Kilmer's like what what badly is an adverb fuckhead get out the car (laughs) 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 the chemistry was topped I hope you sleep very badly okay I'll call you (laughs) die (laughs) <laughs> it was tough. It was good. was really good. good. Have you seen the other noir? Because uh, this is basically a Hollywood is, noir, is. yeah, for sure. Have you seen 100%. the other noir that Shane Black's written? Nice Guys. No, Russell Crowe. Oh, yeah, Russell Crowe. I didn't. I didn't get a chance. To see. It, I'd say it's better than this. Really? Yeah, it's tops that If you like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, check out the yeah, Nice Guys. Nice Guys. I, yeah, I, I remember. I wanted to catch. I just it's yeah. fucking excellent that film. If you like this movie and you like Hollywood noir, check out Nice Guys. Cool. Right, your number four then? The one that you... I've finally got around to seeing, and you have recommended forever. Tropic Thunder. Is my number four too. How does this work? Yeah. Go, go, go. go, go. Do you know what? It's one of those things that you pointed out... Legitimately he was the star of this. Yes! Play. Legitimately. Like, you know, like but they were legit? all good. They were all good for different reasons. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things like <sighs> Ben Stiller always catches me on I'm always on a fifty-fifty 50 Me with ben. too. I'm always but on He 50. was great in he this. He was, he was. And you could do, do you know what I it's when he's trying to he he believes he's built that link with the young kid. And oh, like so, uh, so stupid. No, it's, <laughs> that, it's when he's like I need, I need to save him. <laughs> you know? <like, laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <like>, Fuck off! <laughs> uh, that, that was classic. That, was, that That I was like, no, that, that was good. Can we talk about Tom Cruise quickly? That was tough. <laughs> that, that, that was... Uh, Where is the... Where is the cinematographer? Why? Because you have big hands. Where are you? Me. Punch that director really hard in the face. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? It's when they they put a do, the p- right thing, <laughs> do the right thing or private jet or private jet. Sure, got low, low. There's all these hip hop references. I'm like, the fuck is Tom Cruise doing? In the credits at the and end, his big fucking Jew yeah, hair and like, Jew hands and like bald head and the Star of David. I was like, oh my it's god. When, it's when these guys are threatening him and he's like, I fucking own this place. I you will. will- Fuck you up, <laughs> kind of aggressive. Why you? you? think that? You think that they're gonna pay attention? To that? give me the phone. <laughs> the fuck, man! It's like, yeah, big up, Tom. Big up, Tom. But no, it was all about hidden uh, dragon. Hidden dragon. The fuck do you think you are? Some failed hip hop artist? <laughs> I will fuck your shit up. Like, whoa. I, I had, I, I had fun with it. I, yeah. And but Downey, it was that uh, just the whole time, just. Uh, you, the fact you've actually got another black guy like, dude what are you doing <laughs> like, do what do you, you mean me? you people no no why do you mean you people <laughs> <laughs> it, it, everyone in it man was just so fucking good and I thought the just best... Black don't, don't untie me no I don't want to say just don't untie me i taking his heroin that was genius please untie me I'll do anything I'll suck your dick and swallow your gravy. I'll cradle your balls. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gay, man. (laughs) I I got Al Pacino. It was gay. It's so good. I'm sorry. Whoever the fuck wrote this film is 10 out of 10. They they were crazy as fuck. They were crazy as fuck. But it's so meta, isn't it? A film about the failed making of a failed film set in Vietnam where they actually go into Vietnam and discover trails of the Viet Cong. It's like, I'm sorry, what is this film about? Yeah. And the way they open it with each of the three actors showing the Who you know, they trainers, are Yeah. it was genius. Yeah. Scorching. <laughs> yeah. and, and the porn, I go, farting. <laughs> and then fucking Danny Jr. in the judge greatly fucking told me, but that was, yeah. <laughs> that was weird, But yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what they said. I mean, I like, no, you got, fucking love you, that you guys film. The... I can't remember what the line was, like the tagline at the end. I was like, i was taking the piss." That is fucking disgusting. That's wrong. So that good. Wrong. That is wrong. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Everything about that movie, I love. The more I think about it, the more I think it might be my favourite comedy of all time. I, I, I can see. I, I, I can love. See, I can see why. I can see why. Oh, I love it. It's, it's got some mad moments man. It's insane And to take the piss Out of Forrest Gump The way they did I was like That's wrong But I love everything About what you're doing Yeah 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 <laughs> It's, But it's true you. you never go full retard <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? Forrest Gump <laughs> A brilliant performer As a son of man So you do that You Rain Man Rain Man Does it often But he can do this you were you, you were full retard, then that's why you <laughs> lost you didn't get the Oscar. <laughs> oh God! Speaking of speaking of the user, sorry to use the word retard, but, no, it's, but in the it, it's the context of the film. Do you want to hear something really bad? Do you like Jack Whitehall? <sighs> I personally love him, but uh, I haven't seen much. Of, is it Teachers? No, Jack Whitehall, the stand-up comedian. But is he not in teachers as well? I'm he sure might, he might be. He might be. I don't know about that. He's done this Netflix series called "Traveling, Traveling with, my with My Dad." Father. Yeah, right. Jack Whitehall yeah, was yeah. yeah. He was going up for a role where he was playing someone with special needs, and he's he had a recording which he he promised he'd never play, and he played it on one of his live tours with his father present. And it's his father, it's a conversation with his father, and he literally turns and goes, I'm so sorry, daddy, but it's so good, I have to play it. Play it. <laughs> and he plays it, and it's like, Son, I definitely think you should take the sword. Father, I don't think I've got the ability to play someone with special needs. Come on, son, look at Hollywood history. You know what they say? Play a mong, get a gong. <laughs> and this is an actual. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> play a mong get a gong I mean ah uh, what you can't any, say that any likeness of um, political correctness went God. right out the window with that one <laughs> but his father's a very old school man yeah 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 no 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 <laughs> I, I, I fully appreciate that AJ I've got a slight feeling we might have the same top three in the same order <sighs> Awesome. What's your number three? <sighs> Tony Stark. Oh well you fucked that up, didn't you, Punt? No, it's not. It's not. What's your number three? Sorry, because some I I'm not gonna lie, a phone calls trying to come through. Sherlock Holmes. It's my number three! <laughs> <laughs> Keep it rolling, brother! Keep it rolling, brother! <laughs> this is some freaky shit. Yeah, no, yeah. Sherlock Holmes. Like I I'll flip it around to you like there's no type in like that was it. Yeah. This he, he. best performance of an American actor in an English movie ever yeah ever yeah I, I know you're thinking Brad Pitt Snatch ever it is tough. he is he has, oh. he has nailed it he has nailed he it he is Sherlock yeah and I love I mean Guy Ritchie's very hit and miss even to this day but I love the way he put this sort of opium addicted Eastern inspired Wing Chun chopping yeah. Sherlock on the street it was like and made him you know cocknified I was like oh yes and I, I just love the way like <laughs> you know I've enjoyed both movies but let's just stick with what where he, he, he he's got the, he's in the um, the boxing ring. the boxing ring and it's like you win old chap and, and it's like spit in the head yeah. like, he just pictures this it all defense cannot be it yeah first do not get emotional yeah do this shatter rip and then you start breaking down all the recoveries emotional uh, what is it um, recovery time six weeks emotional recovery six, six months, months. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah perfect Yeah. so cool so cool give me my money I loved the parts where he was the thing I loved isn't just so much the slow-mo it was when he was analysing people the way he did your wedding ring clearly says you've been an unfaithful woman and it's like oh they're, 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 it's nice no. yeah, they, or yeah. the part where he's completely cuckoo and he's trying to control the moths in the vase with the violin and he's like look Watson through music I have turned chaos into order it's like you're mad <laughs> but but you're like, fucking insane but do you know what I love it even in his height of madness you need a case how about this one nope he just solves each one that one and the missing jewelry I, I love that when he goes father did it no. <laughs> no it was the missing jewelry and he's like husband, the husband insurance job come again he, yeah it, it turns out that the duke has a passion for fast women and slow horses i <laughs> like <laughs> shit <laughs> that, that line stuck to me like oh that, 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 that's class, that's classic Holmes yeah. but even the way he would just have these little tete-a-tete with Watson who by the way I thought was Jude. Br- brilliantly yeah. portrayed by Jude yeah and Rachel McAdams was a fantastic Irene Adler. Loved her as Irene yeah. Adler. Yeah. Um, but the way he would turn anything into sort of confrontation and insult. And Holmes, please, on Best Behaviour Tonight, bring your jacket. You bring a jacket. He <laughs> 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 yeah. could turn anything. Yeah. yeah. Ah, he was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, do you know what talking that is? That's, you... that, that, for me, is what Heath did with the Joker. Yeah, that's the Sherlock now. That's my benchmark. <laughs> and Benedict Cumberbatch, great as Sherlock on the TV series. Yeah, in a movie, that's my Sherlock. But, Jude, now. Look, but if it, you know, again, both Watsons good. Small screen name, but Martin Sh- Fre- oh, Freeman, Martin Freeman, isn't it? On alongside in, them, but, with, yeah, with yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. yeah. And then um, oh, Jude Law, Jude Law in the big screen is amazing And I remember that one. Um, I, I, I I want my waistcoat back both perfect, agreed perfect, perfect, it was too so small for you I want it back yeah <laughs> <laughs> take it <laughs> like yeah no, the, the, the chemistry was amazing I mean Benedict was a great Sherlock yeah 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 no yeah. he was for the TV but for, for what it was for that yeah either way I mean you can swap them either way like the TV would have been great with those two yeah and yeah the, yeah the film yeah. but you know the, the big screen one was just they, they've they got chemistry and it works so well. well yeah I'm looking forward to the fact like, yeah well we've been waiting 10 years is there not been an announcement for it I thought I had an announcement it's been announced every year mate there was oh. a rumour at one stage that Brad Pitt was going to be in it because he owes Guy Ritchie one for snatch but ok fair enough did you know why I think they dropped the ball with number 2 I wasn't convinced by who was whoever it was that was playing Moriarty uh, the minute this, I, and do you know what it also got to me <sighs> I don't know, it sounds stupid but the grand reveal of it you know where right at the beginning of the curtain yeah it was just like and then he's got a picture of him. Obviously, if you've got the name, it's not too hard to figure it out. But yeah. that that mysticism that you had in number it's one, gone like that, and I was like, "What? Why you? so early?" Yeah, it just it just felt wrong. It just felt wrong. I agree. It, I it's either like you would have revealed him straight away, in number one, but he's just unattainable, or you you carry that mysticism a bit more in number two. But it's like Moriarty oh. the ultimate villain, you know. They should have yeah held yeah. him back a bit. How was that? Like, okay. Although the Moriarty they had in the TV series was fucking sensational. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, he was good. I can't remember the actor's name, but it worked. Super. Uh, it worked. It worked. I think we've got a different one and two, you know. Well, Tony Stark is my number two. It's my number one. Aha. Uh-huh. So Chaplin is the only winner. It? Chaplin, oh, no, number two. two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me explain why, and then we'll go into the movies. We can basically talk about them simultaneously. Chaplin, I believe, is his, was his hardest achievement, and that's the one that you know got him the Oscar recognition. But when you think Robert Downey, thinking of the aliens, thinking of if you, ha- the first thing you say if you're speaking, oh, he's Iron Man. who's Robert Downey? He's Iron Man. He's Iron Man. Literally, the way that movie ended with him saying, "I am Iron Man," is like, "Yeah, you are, and forever will be, forever will be." The way Keanu is Neo, the way, I mean, but the way Batman is Batman. I'm Batman. You know, I am Iron Man. You really are. Like, I look at that man now, despite his, but wealth I talent, won't I deny think, that. I'm looking at all of these films, I'm like, and this is what led to you to be Iron Man, and this is what led to you to be to Iron Man. Yeah. I, I, I won't deny that. Yeah. Yeah, I I, 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 I can't deny that. The reason I chose Chaplin yeah, maybe as you said, it's the piece of work that it is. And I, I just looked at it, and then I think there was that... That's acting. It really whereas, is. Whereas, how can I say it? Considering the impossible task it is to capture Charlie Chaplin, because there's never been anyone like him. Yeah. And I don't think there ever will be again. I mean, he could do it all. He could orchestrate, compose, he would write the music for his films, he would do the dancing, he would do the choreography, he would do. He would write the scripts, he would direct, he would fund and produce them. I mean, he was the total fucking package, the greatest talent that Hollywood's ever known. Fact, not opinion, because he's not the greatest director, no, he's not the greatest actor, no, he's not the greatest producer, no. He's the greatest talent because he does them all. Yeah. There's never been anyone like that. And to capture that on screen.
1: Just the um, movement when The when, movement when, when yeah.
0: he went into the changing room and you know, you can see him take all the bits and he said, Oh, take the stick and he just came out with that movement. And do you know do you know where he got me? Do you know where he got me? Is when they started showing footage at the Oscars and I was like Oh fuck, that's actually that's real Chap and, and I was like you, fuck, you fuckers done wrong. Well you yeah. fucking done well with this though. and that and it's the playing of someone else you know that and him. you know it was him doing it that was the part I found absolutely insane it's not like they had you know like they got Michael Jackson and Elvis impersonators they got Charlie Chaplin no this was him yeah. this was months and months and months of studying and training this was him being an artiste yeah this wasn't him being a movie star he was being an actor yeah You know. this is it Iron uh, Man I'd argue yeah he's being an a movie star yeah it is and then there's that Robert Downey Jr. character that's kind of present uh, and Biden, yeah. yeah, yeah. and but that's I where I went with it but yeah, I, and I completely get that I wouldn't argue against that but for me what I think his defining role is yeah as a defining role yeah, yeah. which is why it's my number one but I get the chaplain argument no, completely. No, no, it, like literally it, they've been back and forth every single I, day I was like that I was, so. I was torn between the two but it's mad that we had such a five-four-three-two-one. 4, 3, 2, 1. Like, that's never happened ever. Yeah. <laughs> In such an order. No. That, that kind of threw me as well. But um, it was just that. And I toyed with it. And I, you know, I, I looked, you look at the different parts of Iron Man as well, you know, where it's there. And as I said, you have the, the cocky Iron Man of Iron Man 1, the challenges of Iron Man 2. And 3. And 3. I would always put that, you know. The order of just that a man who's been through some shit that no one else really goes through. Yes, you're a hero, but there's another side. Like, take away the other side of the film. Yeah. That was a good side of three. And then just the Avenger side of it. Fuck it. Just Tony Stark, even in Spider Man. That's why I had to say Tony Stark. I couldn't be like, I am. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it's. Yeah. He he's, he's I, secured it. I've got a little counter proposal to that. Not even an argument, but a counter proposal. If I had to pick one. Always, forever, will I go to the original Iron Man. I'll be honest. Because nothing has been as important in the MCU as that film. If that film had failed with everything riding on Downey Jr.'s shoulders, fast forward 10 years, maybe we don't have an endgame, which we're actually commemorating now. That movie was so important, and it set the groundwork for 10 years of work. His performance was so solid... That they founded Marvel Studios, that they bought the rights from Sony for Spider-Man, that they bought the... Like, you talk about a fucking snowball effect of a movie. That has just created such... it's, It's not a legacy, it's a fucking dynasty what they've got now. Yeah. And it's down to him and Favreau. It really is. Yeah, it's true. That, and that for that reason, that's why I'd say if I had, if I had, if I, you know, gun to head, pick one of his Iron Man movies. Every time I'll go the first one. Do you know the weird thing? I still wave That th- if I took performance wise, you're gonna go three. Yeah, from Downey Jr. Not film wise. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I would go number one in that case. But performance wise, I think we saw we saw cocky Tony, depressed Tony, and Iron Man Tony in it. You know that you got the three shades of Tony and Iron Man. From. Yeah, that that's one thing I was weak movie it, it really was, even was. It, it was but I just felt like that's what it delivered it had some redeeming features like I think that that attack on hi- uh, the attack the attack the <laughs> attack darling the, the attack on his home in Malibu I thought was yeah fucking awesome yeah 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 awesome but then the moment that ended everything up to and including that point I thought good filmmaking everything after that I was like hey, you lost me you really lost me here Mandarin's yeah. not the Mandarin Guy Pearce is this Weird thing called the Mandarin But it's not the Mandarin Yeah it, Well once he starts Pepper Potts the, becomes a superhero Yeah But then What happened to that? I, yeah, that's I've Always and forever been like well, so, what, What's That's this? how Pepper's alive Pepper Potts beats Thanos Could you imagine For all the theories <laughs> For all the theories that we've had She'd just be like Step back Tony I've got this that would just be like the fuck Yeah, <laughs> the fuck here's an interesting one let's have a quick Avengers theory do you think after that is undone which obviously it will be will they bring back Quicksilver because I'd like him back I think put it this way if you're going to go back which let's be honest I, I think a lot of people thought like we might be going back to like 95 or some bullshit because of why Captain Marvel was in the theory of time travel. I think we're going to go back to Avengers One. By the sounds of it, I think we're going back to New York. (laughs) But there's a lot that I don't, I, I, I can't theory at all. But I think you have to, especially now. Let's be honest. Wonder and Pietro were that link, and now that they've got Fox, they they need that presence. Mm? Oh, now that they got Fox, they need Quicksilver yeah. yeah, for, for, for that, that arc. I uh, like... but now that they got Fox, here's a real minefield. Do they use Aaron Taylor Johnson, who arguably was the weaker of the two Quicksilvers, even though I really, really liked him, for the one we've got in the MCU? Or do we see, take Evan Peters, who had his two amazing Quicksilver moments in the last few X Men movies? <sighs> ain't that a minefield to cross now put them in a race whoever wins this definitely the quicker <laughs> the actual actors I never not, thought not I'd say I never thought I'd say this about Quicksilver we might be waiting a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, anyway that's yeah. been our Robert Downey Jr. list let's make this Rushmore well. tricky one because we're all we've got a similar feeling the one I'd fight for above everything just because it's so different is probably a Scanner Darkly <sighs> You've got to kind of think Chaplin and Iron Man are going to be locks. Yeah. Could do. I'm down with that. Or do you just want to put the top four in for an exception? We kind of both put them there, which kind of means those were the ones he owned. But are they diverse enough? Remember, they've got to be diverse. Iron Man and Chaplin are diverse. We can go with that. So apart from him putting the English accent...
1: Sherlock, Sherlock is, is
0: very exactly. similar to Tony. So is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Very similar to Tony. Tropic Thunder needs them because that, that that Tropic needs- Thunder needs a mention. Okay, so then I could eliminate Sherlock. Do we go with one of his dramatic roles, like the Judge or Zodiac? Do we maybe go with see how I'm, important his presence is in a smaller role? I was tempted to go with the Judge. Um, only you was a very Doable comedy Soapdish was was more Today, enjoyable Doable comedy And we've got a comedy already Yeah um, So we basically got A spot to fill i wonder if you're I mean I would fight Scandard darkly Just because it's so Fucking different But, but again I'm not It's more Sorry? Is that more Keanu? No, no, no. Keanu's the main focus of it. So again, actually, that would be Two Birds of One Stone because there's a different hand that shows him in one of his lesser, more centralised roles. But the argument I'd make is he's he's very he's still got that quick-fire, witty cynicism that he does, same as Tony. So by that level, uh, i actually take it off. The the Netflix one sounds interesting. Where he's, he's just a moral compass. Oh, uh, what? Charlie Bartlett? Yeah. But yeah. that will rely on you. I can't. Stay with us. No, no. Um, I fucking do The Judge. Put The Judge in there. I'm fine with that. And it's one that he produced, set up his own studio for. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. All right, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of the great Robert Downey Jr. in no particular order is... The Judge. Our second entry is... Tropic Thunder. Our third entry is... Chaplin. Our final entry into the top ten movies of Robert Downey Jr. is... He is Iron Man, Tony Stark. He really is Iron Man. Cool. I think we've honored him. Yeah, I think I think that was well. Rob, thank you. Good afternoon. Yep, yeah, if you're riding off as Tony, ride off. If you're dying, I might be very emotional in that cinema. Very Can I just round off my um, honorables for Please him? Please do. Due date, one night stand, uh, which you should see. That's one with him and Wesley Snipes. Okay. Old, old movie. Um, just contracted AIDS. It's a goodie. Um, the Soloist, um, A Guide to Recognising Your Saints, Gothica, and US Marshals. US Marshals, I haven't seen. I've seen the future. It's not as movies. good as the future. Actually, no, I did, did I see US Marshals. Again, him and Wesley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did I see it years ago if I did that? I can't actually remember it, and I know it was like spin off of The Fugitive, but yeah. Not spin off, it's literally yeah. the second part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Do you like the Honourables or not? Do you know what? No. Funny enough, I don't. There was a film I saw called Black and White, which was really an interesting part. He had a small role in it. As I told our viewers last week, about Elijah Wood playing a rebel team. Well, yeah, where is this? This, this, this film was black and white it's called Black and White, and it's about, it sounds so bad to say this now, but in the, you know, at the time of Eminem Peaking, it was about white kids embracing the hip hop culture. Yeah. And Elijah Wood was one of those kids trying to play the kind of gangster, like, yeah, so this is the music. (laughs) Yeah. 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 What up, Basil? Yeah, it was one of those, and it's like, no, but this is what we, we understand them, man, and they're all very, highly looked after by you know even in this film his dad's like a governor or some shit like that and it's like yeah you don't understand you may respect what that person has been through but you haven't lived it so calm down yeah well that's that yeah that's our Robert Downey Jr. movies guys thanks once again for tuning in Uh, my man here and I are going to go and now watch Wrestlemania we are uh, if you are into wrestling, uh, it's not too late. Check out the... No, it is too late. Good night and good luck. I forgot about that one. That was good night and good luck to so yeah. catch out. We're going to go to WrestleMania. By the time you hear this, it would have been gone already. <laughs> so, yeah. We will in... be gone by the end of So tune in to our WrestleMania podcast, which is on the Ministry of Wrestling RSS feed. Just search for Ministry of Wrestling on iTunes. And uh, yeah, please, as always, share this podcast with any movie fans that you may know. And, again, just thank you in general. So, share the movies, share the wrestling. We're here. We're here to talk to you guys. Interact with us more. We are on social networks. Be sure to look out for a competition coming near you. Um, Just Instagram at Dudes. You'll figure it out. It's there, it's there. Sorry, we're in mania mode, guys. So, until the next time, I am The One AJ. I'm Nicolero. See ya.